Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley, the entire MRN crew here with you as we, well, we welcome you to the month of June. Where did the month of May go? It started in Dover with a rain out. It ended at Charlotte with a rain out and a rain delay. And here we are getting ready to plow head on into the month of June with a lot of racing. Had a good time last weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coca-Cola 600 race weekend. And now it's time to head back to the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest for racing this weekend. We will obviously give you the broadcast schedule and the breakdown of that here to come in just a few moments. One of the special dignitaries that's going to be at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway this weekend, 
is a name you should remember if you were a fan of the Olympics back in the day. Now, when I say back in the day, we're talking 80s and 90s. We're not going all the way back to Athens or whatever from the 30s. But back in her day, in the days of Los Angeles and Seoul and Barcelona and Atlanta, this lady won medal. She is a six-time Olympic medalist. I'm a huge fan of hers, and she was awesome. And it's so great to have her on the show here today. Let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Zoom Hotline. The Grand Marshal for the Enjoy Illinois 300 is Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Jackie, welcome to the Motor Racing Network and NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. It is, a exciting weekend coming up. It is such a pleasure to be able to visit with you. And, of course, doing a lot of reminiscing about what you've done in your Olympic career way back in the day. I mean, for those, it doesn't seem that long ago. For others, it does. What's going on in your world these days? What are you doing in this time and place? You know, uh, what's going on in my world, uh, traveling a lot, doing a lot of motivational speeches, and as well as running my foundation, uh, doing a lot in the community, and I'm really uh, just being a, a fan of the sport of track and field, but then also a fan of NASCAR. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment because you're going to you're going to have a very prominent place Sunday before we get going in the Enjoy Illinois 300. You mentioned that you give motivational speeches. What what are some of the messages that you give your audiences when they congregate to spend time with you? So, you know what? It depends on uh, the group, but everything is around uh, never giving up. Uh, what's your mindset, uh, leadership and and how I was able to navigate what I was able to do on the field, but more importantly, talking about the team, uh, the team that I had so, uh, that was around me. And even though I might stand on the podium alone, but I I can't forget, you know, my, my team, my teammates, the people who helped me. And so, and that's transferable when you talk into corporations and, and talking to leadership and trying to figure out uh, where you might be strong in one area and where you might be weak in another area and how they should complement one uh, each other instead of uh, putting you in a, a, a disadvantage. So speeches around uh, my winning in life philosophy and and just uh, my own experiences and, and incorporating that into whatever the theme might be for that group or an individual or, or a corporate setting. You know, you mentioned about the team and the team is being important. We obviously experience that in, in NASCAR where there's the driver, there's the crew chief, but there's all those men and women that contribute to the overall good. And they never have the same personality type. You'll have a type A, a type B. You'll have the dominant person, the submissive individual over here. And you have all of this different, I'll, I'll call them elements to the recipe. How yeah. do you take all of that and then mold all that together to make sure everybody is pulling on the same rope in the same direction. You know, the, uh, the most important thing is that we all are looking, working towards the same end results. And then we work our way forward and trying to figure out, okay, you're gonna be in this role, you're in that role, and you're in this role. And, and then whoever that leader is, is going to pull everyone together because they identify where this person might need more uh, motivation. This person here, you know, could be on their own. This person here can do X, Y, Z. So in all of those circumstances, each individual must remain coachable. 
I don't care how much you think you know, because every, when you talk about NASCAR, every nanosecond makes a huge difference. You know, when the pit crew is not together, it's going to impact the driver. And you want to make sure that you keep your driver in a safe position, but also being able to make them feel good without having the anxiety of knowing that, oh, man, we missed it by a tenth of a second or, you know, and, and so overall, your, 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 your crew, your team leader is responsible for that. And then if someone is not, uh, we say cutting the mustard, then they got to be cut. You know, there's no hard feelings about it like you, but, you know, as a team, each person got to carry their load because uh, that driver is dependent on us. You know, we are their eyes, their ears, and even though they, you know, behind the wheel, but still, it's a team effort when it comes down to, to winning, losing, or draw. Talk to us about what's going on with the foundation. I know that the foundation does a lot of good work. I love your mission. What's going on with the foundation these days? Yeah, so I started my foundation work back in 1988. At the time, I felt I didn't need a building to help people. I just took some of my sponsorship dollars and really uh, channeled that money into uh, the different uh, organizations I have been involved with. And so here we are. Uh, 1996, we broke ground on the Jackie Jordan Curiosity Center, opened in 2000. We provide after-school programming. We pick our students up from a school uh, and they, they, they take them home. They get a meal. They go through a curriculum based off of my autobiography called uh, Winning in Life. And around these 14 different principles, we try to make sure that each and every one of our students can read at grade level. And fast forward 20, with COVID happening, we started an academy in 2021 uh, with kindergarten and first grade. Uh, and now second grade, we'll go up to the third grade. And, and again, it's really trying to make sure that each and every one of our kids can read at grade level. We are a supplement to the school district. You know, so we use sports as a hook to get them in the door. We're also working around, uh, we call it JJK FAM, which is Food, Agriculture, and Nutrition Innovation Center that we, we're building because Nutrition was a, uh, a critical ingredient for me to go on and, and perform at the highest level and not uh, for myself, not realizing how uh, important it was, the nutrients that I would put in my body and me being an asthmatic, that it was very important. And so being able to uh, bring all these different entities together uh, for the JJK Foundation, you know, uh, it's truly a blessing for me because uh, I've had so much support and that support makes a difference in a community like mine, East St. Louis is where I grew up. And I chose to come back here because I want our young people to see me and know that it's possible because all we hear nothing good came from our community. And I want them to understand that, you know, good people come from all over and, and that each and every one of you with your parents or whoever are good people and, and we all can make a difference and we, we all work together. Well, my next question to you is going to be, what was the catalyst for the foundation? Like, like what void? You, you did a good job of what the foundation does. Was there an aha moment that says, you know what? I must act and I must get involved to help with all these matters. So my aha moment was that I came through a community center when I was younger and I was exposed to a library at that time. You checked out books, you know, none of this Google or Wikipedia. You know? And so, you know, I talked to them by encyclopedia, like, what is that? But anyway, uh, I learned uh, my room and numbers through the community center. I got involved in sports, African dance, Catherine Dunham, who was from our community. 
And so uh, it just had an impact on my life. I didn't know at the time how much of an impact. And so when I went off to school at UCLA, unfortunately, uh, I, I lose my mother unexpectedly as a freshman. And so as I come back and had to make a, some decisions about uh, taking my mother off the respiratory, I call it the breathing machine, and, and, and thinking that my sisters, you know, we don't really have a place to live, and I'm trying to be supportive of them, but recognizing that some of the conversations I had with my mother about if we got a scholarship, take advantage of it, you know, and, and so I wanted to go somewhere where they could pour into me, and it was at the center I grew up in. And when I went there, it had padlocks on the door. And at that time I was 18 years of age and I just started wondering where do the young people go? And it was my goal to one day, you know, reopen that center and that never came to pass. And eventually I opened my own center because I knew that uh, what people did for me and, you know, and having uh, seniors around who became a part of my extended family, uh, the work that we do here and so that was my real aha moment. And so at 18, I didn't know you needed resources to, you know, to open a center. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do these. <laughs> and, and so as I continue on my journey and, and I always uh, talked about how important my community was and, and for me to never forget, no matter how great people say that I was, but I had to remember where I had come from. And so eventually I just took my sponsorship dollars and start uh, putting it in different programming. And that was the, the beginning, you know, uh, maybe one day opening the Jackie John Kersey Center, which opened in 2000. Wow, that's a fantastic story. Now, you just mentioned something. You kind of slid this one through on us, but I've had this question for years. Now, this is going back a while, but you mentioned <laughs> when you went to UCLA, you played basketball, but you also participated in track and field. Yes. You know. If you'd made a decision the other way, we'd be telling a whole different story. Why track and field over basketball? You know, so uh, when I came up, that basketball I loved doing, but track, I really wanted to make the Olympic team. When I was 14, I saw the 76 Olympic Games and I saw on television, I saw women doing what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh, you know, and at that time they would put the university. I remember seeing Evelyn Ashford and they put UCLA. And then two years later, I see Ann Myers and Anita Ortega playing basketball and they playing against Maryland in the AIAW championship. And I'm like, wow, because I, I admire so many women, but most of them I read in the history books, you know, Babes of Harris, you know, uh, Wilma Rudolph. But then, you know, and Athea Gibson, you know, just but then to see the Olympics. And at that time, 76, Nadia Kamenezia, everybody thought, I thought I was gonna be a gymnast. I'm like, whoa, you know, fuck. <laughs> and so fast forward, uh, track and field was always my first love. And I knew that uh, for track, I didn't know at the time, but the top three make the Olympic team. And I knew that if I line up or whatever I wanted to do, I could determine if I'm gonna make that team or not. Basketball is very subjective, you know, and, and it's a team of people and then there's so much talent. So my my mindset and goal was to try to make the Olympic team in track and field. And to be on television. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on television. Well, you were on TV a lot as an Olympic medalist. There's no question about that. We're spending time with Jackie Joyner Kersey, six-time Olympic medalist, our Grand Marshal this weekend. Before we get to Sunday and, and what awaits you there, Saturday, something pretty special going on at the racetrack, Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, at Gateway, the JJK 5K. For those that don't know what that is, explain what this is. 
Yes, so uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, on Saturday, June 3rd, uh, for the very first time, uh, Curtis Francois, who is the owner and has been instrumental in giving back to the community, but also giving to the Jackie Joyner Tracy uh, Foundation. Even when NASCAR was doing acceleration program with STEM, and that we were able to be involved with that program. And so this year, myself being uh, honored to be the Grand Marshal of the race on Sunday, but Saturday, the first time ever having a 5K in my honor. You know, I've done many races to help raise funds for everyone else, but this 5K race is going to raise funds for the Jackie Joyner Tracy Foundation. And I'm so honored and I'm so blessed and that I w it happened right after the, the truck series, you know, and I told them, I said, 3.30, so, you know, the track will already be hot, but you know what, I'm gonna give you some tips, you know, just run and walk your own pace, because this is a fun event. You know, we wanna bring out so many people together, and not only do they have the 5K, they're also gonna have a, a 1K walk, you know, with both, uh, and then with animals as well. And so, and you would not believe I wish I had the medal right here. It is an incredible medal they're going to receive. And they're going to get a whole lot of other goodies. And more importantly, they're going to get that medal from me. So I get to give them the medal and say thank you for joining us on this 5K race and walk. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Now, you do realize that I'm sure that if someone pulls a stopwatch out of their pocket, when this thing gets going, you're not going to be, you know, wanting to get after it, are you? I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the good thing about it, I am a disciplined person. <laughs> and, you know, I remember when. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to challenge you because I have so many of my uh, students and young people. They always want, let's race, let's race. I said, when you win a gold medal, I'll race you. But anyway, I'm going <laughs> to patiently count to 10 and be ready because I have to be able to give them that medal. So if I'm out on the course, then I have to run past everybody and get back and act. But anyway. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. You did a medal flex on those young people. Like, hey, you know what? Win a, win a medal, come talk to me. That's when. Yes. That's yes. <laughs> I hope that the, that, the, uh, that the foundation does receive a lot of support from this event. It sounds cool. One of our announcers, Steve Post, will be uh, ra running in that. I know he'll have a blast. And then Sunday. It's the yeah. big day, race day. Woo. Have yeah. you been, Have you? if I'm not mistaken, you've been to Gateway before, but it was back in the 90s, I think, for a truck race. But now it's a different time and a different place, and you deliver the command. What instructions have you been given so far about energy and things like that to get us going on Sunday? You know what? I haven't been given any instruction, but hey, I know that this is like, you know, the Olympics. You know, hey, you got to bring it, you know, because the driver's going to bring it. You know, they got the pit crew, you got everybody, you got the fans, you know. NASCAR is just a real, real, you know, great atmosphere to be around. And so if you're not in it, then, you know, well, you know, I, I need to figure out what's wrong with you. But anyway, <laughs> I get the command and, you know, and for it to be at Worldwide Technology Raceway, it's just going to be, this is just truly a blessing for this region. And I'm just looking forward to it and, you know, I know some of the drivers and it's like, OK, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's great that we're able to go back. Uh, last year was the first time the Cup Series has raced there ever. We're back there yeah. for year two. And we appreciate you and everybody in the community for opening your arms and welcoming us in. 
We love coming to the Midwest. We love coming to St. Louis. And we're going to have a blast this weekend. And we're so glad that you're a part of it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. What a great lady. Jackie Joyner-Kersey going to give the command to fire engines for this weekend's Enjoy Illinois 300. And lots of fun things happening basically in her backyard. Well, speaking of the racing action this weekend at Gateway, time for the odds. Producer Trey is here for the odds breakdown for the Enjoy Illinois 300. Trey, what do you have for us this week? Well, Mike, to the surprise of absolutely no one, once again, Kyle Larson, he is the betting favorite this weekend at Worldwide Technology Raceway. He sits at plus 450 or four and a half to one. It's the fifth straight week that Larson has been the betting favorite. Right behind him, William Byron, plus 650 or six and a half to one. Byron and Larson seem to be the Vegas darlings this year, even though I think this race this weekend is pretty hard to predict. Uh, Larson and Byron didn't have the speed at Gateway last year that they've shown for the majority of this season, especially at Phoenix, which is probably the most comparable track to what we will see this weekend. And also the guys that ran really well last year in this race, you know, they weren't they haven't been having the best of years so far. So I think it's hard to predict. If you want to look at a guy who's towards the top of the board in terms of favorites, who I think could pull out the win this weekend, I'm looking at Martin Truex Jr. He sits at 10-1. to 1. He led laps in this race last year. He's always good at this style of track. Completely different, but won at a one-mile track in Dover earlier this year. So I think Truex could be a factor to win. But as far as the bets that I really like this weekend – I've got a slew of long shots. This is a flyer weekend because there are guys with odds this weekend that I think could surprise and win that I don't necessarily think are deserved to be as low as they are. I'll start with Chase Briscoe, who won the pole last year, led laps early. He's at 30 to 1. Brad Keselowski, also at 30 to 1, has been the best forward for the majority of this season before Ryan Blaney won last week at Charlotte. Eric Almarola. Finished near the top in this race last year. He's good at the one-mile track in New Hampshire. Almirola sits at 40-1. to Austin Sendrick won a stage last year, had one of the faster cars. Team Penske was all fast last year. Sendrick is 65-1. to And then you know who the third leading lap leader was last year at Gateway? It was Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell's odds this weekend, 500-1. to Shockingly. Carson Hosevar, who is making his Cup Series debut in the Spire Motorsports number seven, since Corey LaJoy is filling in for Chase Elliott, has better odds to win the race than Michael McDowell. Don't understand that at all. So I'm liking flyer bets, not big money bets or anything like that. Flyer bets on Briscoe, Keselowski, Almirola, Sindrick, McDowell. Any of those five guys could surprise and win this weekend. Once you get closer to to the weekend, look at those guys to finish in the top 10 or top five as well. I think those are worth looking at. Truex is probably my favorite, but this is a flyer weekend this weekend at Gateway. Oh, it's a flyer weekend for producer Trey. It'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Chase Elliott not in the mix, and we've got plenty that can be in the mix. We'll have to see how our second run through Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway happens this weekend. It's going to be a very busy weekend of racing. The Enjoy Illinois 300 will cap off this busy weekend of racing that will begin Friday with the Arkham Menard Series West, the Portland 112, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, we'll kick off our coverage at Gateway with coverage of 
Practice and pole qualifying at 10 a.m. in the East. You'll have the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Toyota 200 at 1 Eastern. As soon as the trucks are done, we'll head out to Portland for the Pacific Office Automation 147. Motor Racing Network airtime 4 p.m. Eastern Saturday afternoon. And then, of course, we're back on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter. Motor Racing Network and NASCAR Live Race Day on the air at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday afternoon. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Enjoy the racing weekend. Got an intermediate and some road course racing coming your way right here on the Motor Racing Network. And, of course, we'll chat about it next week right here on MRN. Until we speak again, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Hey everyone, it's Kyle Busch. At Cheddar's, you get a variety of American classics in a place that feels like home. They have comfort food like hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade chicken pot pie with nearly a half a pound of roasted chicken under that golden flaky crust, slow-smoked baby back ribs so big they're falling off the plate, all for unbeatable prices. And the best part? A free honey butter croissant for every guest. Now that's how they do it. Cheddar's. Get a lot for not a lot. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. 